Coming, I'm ready. Joe, are you ready to record? What? Let's do it. Yes! That's right, Joe. <laughs> Not quite often that you tell me that I'm right, Rob. Don't get used to it. <laughs> We're gonna wing this one. Are we gonna wing it? Or are we gonna win? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I got money on my mind and I never give it up or something. I don't know what he says. Sometimes I question whether we we're actually related. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's definitely a solid question. to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the changing meta, open a few chests, and more. Boom. Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, clnsmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 66, baby, let's go. Dude, we're slowly working our way towards 70. I'm really excited to hit that landmark. It's going to feel good. Yeah, so you mentioned 70, but is it weird that when I saw the episode number, the only thing I could think of is, man, if we had like 600 more episodes right now, this would be a really... Demonic episode? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually think the same thing. That's really, really funny that you said that. But we're, uh... We're pretty far away from, from the good old 666, so we'll, uh, we'll stay far away from that for as long as we can. <laughs> yeah, the zero's going to be there for quite a while, I think. I agree, man. But anyway, how was your week in the arena? Dude, week's been pretty good, man. I'm, uh, I think I'm really liking the fact that the season resets are now no longer the way they used to be. So you know how like they change the way that it is, and when you're above 4,000 now at the end of the season, you get brought back down halfway between where you currently are and 4,000, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's allowed um, at least the members in my clan and in the community that I've talked to climb back to where they were much faster than they were previously. And I don't know if that's just because we're closer to it than we were before or if it's because we're playing against people that we're used to playing against, like people that we play against all the time, not people that should be at 5,600 or 6,000 trophies um, when here I am just trying to get past like 4,800. <laughs> right. Right. So those people are way past me now, so I don't have to worry about them. Um, so right now I am sitting at 4,900 trophies. Um, so master one, and this is the fastest that I've ever gotten back to like master one. Normally it's like I get back with a day or two left in the season, but this time around there's like two weeks left, man. Well, to be fair, you did have a halfway head start. What are you trying to say? Um, I'm not really trying to say anything. <laughs> you trying to 1v1, bro? No, not right now. Maybe later. We've wasted too much time trying to get this audio to sound good. So no, I'm not trying to 1v1. I just want to record. That's true. For those of you who don't know, which would be everybody, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Rob and I have been trying to record this episode for the past five days. Yes. But his microphone, all five days, wouldn't record. Yeah. Went out and bought a new microphone, wouldn't record. But today... Today is the day, baby. I fixed it. And if anyone, no one will be, but if anyone from Apple is listening to this podcast for some oddball reason, please know that whatever you did to QuickTime, it destroyed us being able to record. It's crazy how this works, but we found a workaround and that's what we're going to do from now on, I guess. Yeah, so here we are, but I guess I am still using the Mortar Mauler. Dude, I bought the princess emotes. You're going to be ecstatic. Let me hear it. I'm so excited! I know, dude. Uh, one thing that I found interesting was that when they put the emotes in the shop now, uh, first of all, I think they should always be in the shop, but they're not. But that said, when they are in the shop, it seems like they throw different emotes at different people. So mm-hmm. like the day that the emotes were back in the shop, you sent me a screenshot and it was goblins, right? Right. But for me, I went into the game and it was princess. So I bought them right away. I love them, man. It, I, I was missing out so much. I love like the kissy face emote, the thumbs up emote. Yeah, it's so good. It adds like a totally different element to the game that I was just missing out on. Yeah, dude, wait till you get the goblins. The goblins, the goblins really give you uh, 
a lot of flexibility in the things that you can do. And you know what's funny? It doesn't even matter what you put in your emote deck because you can access all of your emotes regardless of whether you put them in that deck or not. Because did you know that you can double tap on the emote button and it brings up all of your emotes? I did not know that, seeing as I haven't had more than four for the past two and a half years. <laughs> ah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh man no but that's good to know when i get the next round which uh will either be the giants or the goblins i'm not really sure um i mean we'll talk about the 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 giant emotes later but um i think once the goblins come around i'll I'll definitely be getting them but other than that dude i am still working on getting my fireball to level 11 i am 400 plus out of a thousand so i am way far away but um you know just keeping the grind up the struggle is real but there's only one way to move dude and that's forward (laughs) well that's true uh, now you are going to be the new Rob with a fireball instead of a rocket. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So every other week or every episode, I will hear about how you're slowly creeping towards level 11. And when you hit it, I'm going to be so excited. Well, speaking of a level 11 rocket, where do you stand in your journey, good sir? Oh, my friend, I did it, bro. Max rocket, baby. Boom. Nice, man. Yeah, man. It was the fastest 100K I ever spent. You know, it's funny. Like, I knew that I had all the cards, right? And then, obviously, I'm working in the arena. I'm trying to open chests, get a lot of gold. And then, I think, I forget when, but like, just some moment, I realized that I had 103,000 gold. And I was like, whoa, I got to do it. I got to do it. I just immediately went into my deck, upgraded it, and it was one of the best feelings because that... I mean, dude, it's going to take a really long time to get my legendary uh, log to level three because you need 10 of those cards. And I only have two because the game refuses to give me any more for some reason. But I don't have any other high level cards in my deck, right? I just have uh, they're all commons except for the rocket and the log. So the rocket is the one that's going to take the second longest, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I think the log, you know, you'll it takes a long time to get that thing leveled up. But if you remember, Supercell did just change the way that we get cards, right? Like if we don't have a lot of a specific kind of card, the chances of getting them are now doubled. So that includes legendaries, man. So if you don't if you don't feel like you've got a lot of logs, who knows? They just might be in your future. I certainly hope so. But if they keep releasing cards, I'm going to get those before I get a log. Touche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am currently sitting at 46-46 this season. So that's a ton of fun. That's a very symmetrical number. Yeah, I love it. Um, I actually haven't played because I like that number a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get this, man. I have enough bats to get max bats. Seriously? Yeah, I just don't have the gold. So you had max rocket and max bats sitting in the queue and just needed the gold in order to do it and didn't have it? Yeah, well, as soon as I got the max rocket, I was like maybe 300 away from max bats. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to get this so quick. And then I got it and I'm like, oh, right. The gold is the other half of this equation here. Yeah, no, bats are really, really impressive with their DPS. So if you don't have those things maxed out, it's uh, you're at a disadvantage, man. Totally agree. Um, and speaking of emotes from before, I bought another pack of emotes because like you said, they were in the shop. Uh, they were the other set of goblins. I think I'm maybe only missing one other set for the goblins, uh, but I did get the pack that has the uh, the goblin that does the um, this is fine emote where he's on fire. Oh, that one is hilarious. That's the best one. I actually removed the laughing king from my emote deck and replaced it with that because I mean... If I'm laughing, I'm usually laughing hysterically because I'm mad about what's happening in the game. So right. I figured I should just remove that from the equation and just put that in instead. And typically, I find that most people stop BMing when you do that because you're acknowledging the fact that you're getting destroyed. I like that logic, actually. I've never done that before. Whenever anybody just BMs me, I just don't do anything. And they just keep on BMing me. They know that they're getting under my skin. Yeah. So that's why uh, the this is fine emote is probably probably my favorite. That's awesome, dude. And where do you guys sit with Clan Wars? Ooh, we broke 2,000, man. We're uh, maybe 2,050 or so. Nice, dude. Yeah, well, I'm really excited. I'm very proud of the clan right now. They're working working their little tails off, let me tell you. Yeah, no, I agree. Castor Al 2 is in the same boat. We are currently sitting at 2,099 trophies, and we are about one hour away from winning first place again. So we're going to be at like... 2,200 trophies, man. It is insane. Dude, that is awesome. We are climbing. You are climbing like a rocket. Although faster than your rocket climbed. Don't talk about my rocket. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> uh, you'll be happy to know that I'm also requesting fireballs, though, now. What? Yeah, for a expo deck that has a fireball in it. Oh, I think that's the same expo deck that I'm still trying to get on the ladder. Oh, I know it is, but you're certainly going to beat me to max cards for that one, because I, I obviously haven't been working on it at all. That's the trick of the trade, Rob. You got to uh, be the leader of the pack, not the follower of the group. So I need to be Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles, dude, from Rugrats? Yeah. That guy is probably, <laughs> when I was growing up, man, that guy was probably like one of my favorite people of all time. Yeah. I mean, everybody wanted to be Tommy, right? Tommy Pickles, man. Can't go wrong. It was a good analogy, I think. I think so. If, if, you, if you can say your name uh, synonymous with Tommy Pickles, I think you, you've, you've succeeded in life. It's certainly not a bad thing. But anyway, let's get into some topics. So you brought up the giant emotes, and those actually came out while I was down in North Carolina with you, right? That's right. So what do you think of these? I'm a little bit torn, man. Okay, so there's actually two different parts of this that need to have an opinion, right? I need to know what you think about the emotes itself, and then I would like to know what you think about them combining it with the purchase of a giant chest. All right, so I'll take the offer first, right? So with this, I think it was interesting the way that they did it, right? Because you've got the giant emotes with the giant chest, right? They kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It was clever. Yeah, no, it's clever, right? But, but in my opinion, I think that the way that they could have done it is release the giant emotes by themselves at $2.99, like all other emotes cost, right? Right. And then on the side, have another offer for $9.99 that is giant emotes and giant chest for, for $9.99, like I said. You give me the option to buy one or the other. If I want to just buy the giant emotes, I just spend $2.99 and I buy the emotes. If I want the full package, I have the option to do so. Um, obviously, I can't buy both because I can't have eight giant emotes, right? Um, and the other way they could do it is, you know, you give me the offer to buy, spend $2.99 on the giant emotes. And then if I ever choose, you know, within the same day or two days later, whenever the offer is going, to buy the the one with the chest, well, then just reduce the cost and give me the chest, right? Like I already spent two ninety nine. Give me the difference. Um, at a bare minimum, though, give two options where I can only choose one because I can't have eight giant emotes. So um, I thought that that was a little bit interesting because I just feel like pulling the trigger on ten dollars is a lot harder than pulling the trigger on two ninety nine. And I would have probably pulled the trigger on the two ninety nine much quicker. Um, and I and I didn't pull the trigger on the giant plus giant chest because it was 10 bucks, right? Um, and that's just my opinion. No, I agree with that. And then for me personally, I didn't buy them because I didn't feel comfortable purchasing emotes with a chest that came with it, right? Like, I don't know. I just feel like I try really hard to, as often as possible to stay as free to play as I can. And I don't want to put real money into purchasing a chest. That's, that's personally not for me. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. If they gave me two different options to buy just the emotes or to buy the emotes with the chest, I obviously would have chosen the emotes and that way they actually would have gotten $3 from me, but now they got nothing. And let me ask you this, dude, why is it that it, that the offers feel so one-sided all the time? What do you mean? Why can't you have the giants as one offer at two ninety nine, then have giants plus giant chest at $9.99. Then have giants plus 50,000 gold at $7.99. Like, give different tiers for people to do because I just feel like having one at $9.99 is such a stranglehold, right? Like, it limits the potential for people to buy it. Plus, it only appeases certain people. Personally, I don't want a giant chest. I need gold to upgrade the cards that I currently have. And I'd rather spend 10 bucks on 100,000 gold then get 10 bucks on even a legendary chest or a super magical chest. And again, that's just my opinion, but I feel like if, if I feel that way or if you feel that way, other people might too. And having different options, think of it like tiers. Having different tiers for offers is probably um, a more appealing way for people to purchase them. Oh yeah, to totally, dude. It's marketing, right? Like if I, as a customer, see that there are three different things that I can buy, $3, $5, and $10, I'm going to go, well, I'm certainly not going to spend $10, but I feel a lot better knowing that I'm going to spend three, not spending 10. Yeah, no, I agree. But, you know, that's the emotes. I think that they are really cool, though. Um, I don't quite understand some of them, the emotes themselves. Like, I think that the, like, I don't understand why the giant that laughs with his thumbs up has a crown on his head. Um, 
Yeah, it's a little confusing. Like it kind of like he kind of like stole the king's crown. But right. to me, that would be more funny if it was the goblin doing that because the goblin steals things. Or the bandit. <laughs> or the bandit, right. That'd be cool too. But um, right. I like the the one where he's eating the turkey leg. That's the best one. That is by far the most fantastic emote, I think, in the game. Yeah, that's 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 definitely the best giant one for sure. Do you like the one with the uh, with the rock? The rock one confuses me, man. Like, I don't know what it means. Like, does it mean like I'm about to smash you? Yeah, I think it means, like, I will crush you. <laughs> I will crush you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it might mean that, but when I see it, I just don't get that sense from it. Um, All right, well, that's fair. Like, I mean, I know he's crushing a rock. I get, I can easily see the animation. I just don't feel the impact of it. Like, when I see, when I see someone destroying me and they put up a giant eating a turkey leg, like, they're just, like, they're eating me for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. That makes sense. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I'm personally done talking about emotes. How about you? I'm all emote out. There you go. That's how you do it. Um, so we had a rage challenge. Dude. And it had a reward for every single win, all the way up to 12 wins. And guess what? They brought back the grand prize of winning a legendary chest. I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately for me, I lost three games in a row. Like when you first started? Like when I first started on my free try. And of course, it's 100 gems. And I get it because it's, you know, they're giving you rewards for every single win. Plus, the end goal is to get the legendary, right? So that, to me, is worth the 100 gems. It's just annoying that, like, I couldn't play. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. This felt more like a 100 gem type challenge because, like you said, 12 different rewards plus you know, the further you go in the challenge, you're getting base rewards anyway. Um, and like you said, the final win was a legendary chest. So that to me, that is a hundred gem challenge. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one, dude. I was miserable at first. Uh, I played my first try was my free entry and I didn't do so hot. Um, I tried some like P.E.K.K.A. control type deck and it was, like I said, miserable. Um, <laughs> then I went to Orange Juice's channel, and he put up a really cool deck. Um, I forget the nature of it, but it was like a Three Musketeers type deck with a pump. Mm -hmm. Um, But dude, it didn't have any spells, so it was really interesting, I'll say. And I got to 10 wins on the second try, so I wound up spending 100 gems. I got to 10 wins and then stopped because I couldn't handle it anymore. Oh, that's fair. Um, I like that they did something like this. It was the first time that they took like a mechanic of the game and put it in as a challenge, I think. Yeah, dude. And you want to know what was the coolest part about this challenge? What? Every single thing in the arena was increased because of rage. So the speed of your troops, their attack, um, the buildings themselves, the elixir that you generate, all of it. But what was coolest was that the elixir pump normally you'd play it for six cost and it would generate eight elixir, right? So you'd Mm -hmm. get a plus two advantage. Well, under the rage challenge scenario, it generates 11 elixir. So you got plus five elixir if the person, if your opponent didn't kill it. That's crazy. I never knew that. So I thought that was really interesting. So of course you saw a whole bunch of pump decks. You know, I don't know if that was on accident or if it was by design for Supercell, but it added... Uh, a really cool element to to challenges that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, yeah, that's pr- that is pretty cool. Um, so speaking of challenges, we got a new card and a new challenge to go along with that new card, dude. The Royal Recruits, man. Let me tell you, these guys are tough. They are tough. They're not really recruit. I, I don't feel like they're recruits. Like to me, a recruit is like a like a a novice. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys are like veterans. They are like one step. They're not even like, it's not a long runway before they're dark princes. I feel like these are the dark princes that don't ride ponies. Instead, they ride baby dragons. Ooh, I like that. That's actually really funny. Um, Yeah, dude, when I saw their sneak peek, when they posted that on Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff, when they showed like the graphics for them being all like clumsy and afraid and like worried about what's going on in the arena because there's smoke behind a tower. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be adorable. Can't wait to see them, like, toss themselves around the arena. Like, I just pictured, like, goofy little dudes. Cutesy characters. And then all of a sudden, this card comes out, and it's six 
pretty large guys that are dropped into the arena that have armor decked out like they're Batman, and they're about to, like, just destroy everything that's going on in the arena. Plus, they move so slow that it just seems like there's so much weight behind them that it's kind of impossible to look at them as, like, little, cute, adorable things that are clumsy in the arena. None of them are clumsy. Right. Well, it's funny because, like you said, the what they do in the arena is not at all what they were depicted as in the sneak peek. Um, right. And I kind of like that. The other thing that I like about this card is that it is super unique, totally different type of mechanic than we've ever seen in the game. Um, the fact that it's a wall, a formation line of troops from end to end is is actually pretty insane if you think about it. Um I played the challenge, and every single time that I drafted them on my own side, I won. Every single time I drafted them and gave them to my opponent, I lost. Every time my opponent gave them to me, I won. Every time my opponent took them for themselves, I lost. So I just, I feel like they are such an impactful card, and the crazy thing about them is that like you said, they're so slow, right? Like they are very slow. So you wouldn't think that they have this like tremendous impact on the map. Well, I got to tell you what, man, Sparky, she's pretty slow too, but she's got a pretty big impact on the map. So is Pekka. Pekka too. Speed is irrelevant. It's, it's the mechanic that, that, that these cards hit with that make it so tough. Full defense from end to end. It can defend against pretty much almost anything that comes at you. And when it goes on offense, crazy split push counter option i can't even think of easy ways like when i'm just going through my normal like card pull easy ways to counter this thing um so i just think it's going to take over the meta real quick it's going to take a lot to adjust to the play style uh, but ultimately dude i'm really excited for this card no i'm definitely excited for them too uh you know it's a six cost card that is fairly expensive right for for most decks um Kind of makes you question whether you should have another high-cost tank when you have those troops. Uh, but also, dude, we didn't even mention, which I'm sure most people know already, obviously, it's a common. So it's going to be very easy to request and level these guys up. And I don't know, man. I think I like them a lot. Uh, I, I just think that I'm not 100% sure why they went the route of making them a common. To me, personally, they kind of felt a little bit more in the rare territory, uh, at least. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious, because a common being so easy to level up means that eventually it's going to be overleveled, and then once it's overleveled and being a little overpowered, it's going to take over the meta. And that's going to happen very soon. Yeah, so I don't disagree with any of that, but I do think that the card itself is so unique, is so special, in terms of what it does to the meta and what it does to game mechanics, that this thing actually feels more like a legendary or an epic to me. Think about it, dude. It is so different. It is the only troop in the game that you cannot play on your opponent's side of the map when you have one tower down on their side. Wow, I didn't even realize that. And of course, that makes perfect sense because all six take up pretty much the width of the arena there's a little wiggle room but if you have one tower down you're right you only have half the arena to throw them down so wow right so for more than most games or more than half of most games you can only play this thing on your side of the map as you know to defend against your tower or go on an offensive push but mechanically it is super different um now like i said i'm excited for this card i think it will add an element to the game that will cause things like the valkyrie the wizard, the witch, AOE type troops like the executioner, those cards that seem to have fallen off the meta track are probably going to be more used more often now. Also, I think that this will very much so increase the way that three musketeer decks are played because mm -hmm. you have a full line of split push attack, which is exactly what a three musketeer needs. Um, and that being said, with three musketeers coming out and witches and wizards and all that other fun stuff, you're probably going to see a pretty big increase in lightning spells being used. Took the words right out of my mouth. So look, I, I, again, I'm really excited for how this thing shakes up the meta, but I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to figuring it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. First of all, because my card levels are just not there and I'm going to have to invest a lot of gold, but I just don't have the gold to do it. 
because I'm spending it all on Clan Wars. Yeah, well, I mean, luckily you don't have to wait as long to save up enough money to upgrade stuff now because of all the changes that they made for the gold. So eventually you will, and it'll take less time. But I, I agree with everything that you said. So real quick, before we dive into the actual card, did you unlock it? I did. Ooh, nice. Did you unlock it at 8 wins? And did you also make it to the 12 win? So I didn't make it to the 12 win in the challenge. I got to 8. I, I got to 9 total wins, and then I lost. You and I did the exact same thing. Boom, dude. Yeah, dude. This is like uh, the 1.5 times that I actually got a card from a challenge. So uh, it was such a good thing that I was able to, you know, I mean, what? After the first six wins, you get gold, right? And that was that was a pretty good chunk of change, all things considered. And then I like that they made me try and get two extra wins in order to get the actual card unlocked. And I really appreciated the fact that you could unlock it, quote unquote, earlier than actually having to make it all the way to 12 wins. Because, dude, 12 wins is hard. Like, you, you got to really go for it to get 12 wins. Um, but... Unlike the Rage Challenge, I'm extremely confused by the fact that this one was 100 gems to continue playing. Yeah, no, that, that I totally agree with, right? So with this challenge, the, the Royal Recruit Challenge, 100 gems, max prize was a common card. Sure, slightly overpowered right now. Sure, very impactful right now. But at the end of the day, it's still a common card. And it's a draft challenge, so it's not like you're making your own deck and you're taking in something that you're pretty comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, it's draft. So, I mean, you can have very quirky game matchups, of some of which you don't really have the best control over. Um, just because you only have control over four of the options that you pick. Right. Um, but I just didn't get why 100 gems. It was, it's such a steep wall for people to spend for a common card. At the end of the day, dude, once these things come out, it's not like it's going to take you five weeks to get the card. And as soon as you get it, because it's a common and it's more likely that you get it, right? Because like you said, Supercell increased the odds of you getting cards you don't have. Right. And once you get it, you're requesting 40 at a clip. So it's not even going to take that long to level up. Um, so that said, I didn't try more than my free entry because I got the gold on my first try and I unlocked them to, ten, you know, to nine wins. And, uh, and that was it. I stopped. But to me, 100 gems is a bit steep. Yeah, I almost wish that in situations like that, that if they're going to do what I would consider a grand version of the challenge, they should also do a basic version of the challenge that lets you get the card unlocked after their eight wins, right? And then just have minimal rewards. To me, it's a no-brainer. Um, and it would get me to spend at least 50 gems. Like, I would do that. And it doesn't have to cost 50 gems, but if they made it so that every time was 10 gems, I would play five times. And now they got 50 of my gems instead of the 100 that I never gave them. And to be honest with you, dude, they've already got names for those. They can just call it a classic and a grand version. <laughs> it's not, Bingo. It's not like they got to be creative and come up with new things. <laughs> they've got, it's already in the game. Just make one 100, make one 10, but give everyone access to the card. Look, everyone just wants to play the card. Even if I don't get the card, right? I don't want to spend 100 gems to try and get it over and over and over and fail. I'd rather spend 10, make it 12 wins for me to get. I'd rather spend 10, 10 times and lose every time, but still have fun playing. Right, as opposed to spending 100 gems once but i won't for a common exactly now do you want to just like dive into the card a little bit let's talk about what we know i mean it's early early stages here but initial impressions on how the cards interact with other things well for one they don't interact with air at all because even though they have spears they don't throw them right they're just melee troops so that's pretty important right um also they don't die to a poison they survive with just about 40 HP left, so it'll break Ooh. off their shield, but it won't quite kill them. Right, and because there's so many of them, just the fact that there's a mass amount of them, that in turn just helps overwhelm your opponent. So it doesn't even really matter if they get really low health, because just having the bodies in the arena is a good thing. Right, and I think the other thing is that you can basically split these guys up depending on where your opponent's troops are. You can have three on each lane. Mm -hmm. Or you can have four and two, depending on how they're pulled. Right. And so the max that your opponent can um, poison is four of them. But most of the time, it'll probably be three of them. So they still have to exert some sort of elixir to kill the ones that they just poisoned, because it doesn't kill them. And then they've still got two other ones to worry about on the other lane. So it's, pretty, it's a pretty tough, what I'll call it is like arena management, right? Like, it's so easy to play a game 1v1 where you're playing against someone and you're just focusing on the right hand lane 
Or sometimes they'll make like a quirky left-hand lane thing, right? But with these things, dude, you constantly have to focus on both lanes because if you, if you don't react, they do a pretty sizable damage uh, to the tower if they're untouched. Yeah, and they have a pretty decent amount of health too underneath the shield. They do. So the shield is 199 HP and the HP underneath that is 440 HP. And that's at 20 cap. So it's a pretty sizable amount. And I think the way that it works is if three of them cross the river untouched and they start dealing damage to the tower, they'll do about 700 damage to the tower. Now, sure, that's not an overabundance of damage, right? Like it's not a sparky. They're not killing your tower. Right. But again, that's not the point. The point of this thing is the split push potential and the fact that you can choose not to touch them and they will do 700 damage. But if you choose to defend against them, chances are you're spending more elixir than I spent to use them. And therefore, I'm building elixir advantages. So it's a tough call to make. And that's, again, it's, it's arena lane management. It's hard to do. I forget who said this. I think it was uh, Clash with Ash. But he was saying that these things are so strong that it almost warrants buffing the E-barbs. Well, that's fair, right? I mean, for six costs, they both, they're both six costs, right? But I think these mm-hmm. things counter them dramatically. Yeah, pretty well. And still offer a counter push on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never thought that I would say that I would agree with a buff to anything that has to do with the E-barbs, but seeing this card, I mean, if they don't tone it down a little bit, I, I would kind of have to say that they probably should do that because these are great counters to E-barbs. Yeah, no, I agree. Another interaction that's really cool is that the log at 20 cap will take off the shield from anything that it rolls through. So, uh, you know, it does over 200 damage. The shield is only 199. So it'll knock off the shield of the recruits that you're trying to kill in that lane. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I guess the nice thing, though, is once the shield's off, they do die to a fireball, but you're not going to kill all of them, right? Because like you said, you're, you're either splitting them up three and three or four and two. So hopefully you do four and two and you kill the four. That way it's a much better elixir trade. Again, man, it's lane management. Yeah. You, you, talk, like, you look at the most, the, the, the most difficult decks to play against in this game. It's the ones that are like bridge spam, right? It's the ones that are like the three musketeer lane split pushers. Those are hard to play. And again, it's because it's difficult to control two sides of the map with most decks. That's why there's only one or two of them that work well with it. <laughs> right. So again, I'm excited for it. I just hope that these things do get toned down a little bit because I think they're, they're a bit overpowered. But I love the concept, love the new element. I don't like the fact that it's a common. I think it should have been something a little bit more rare. Um, and I just can't wait to see what it does to the meta. I'm excited. Yeah, dude, I agree with all that. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for sure. Boom. Boom. Uh, so before we move on to the next section, we did want to talk about our Discord for a couple minutes, right? Yep. So a couple of people in our Discord actually told us that they, f- <laughs> they felt that maybe a handful more people would actually join the Discord if they knew what it was. Because every time we talk about it on the show, we're just like, hey, join our Discord, right? Like, that's not really enticing. So um, (laughs) it's it's a free mobile app that also has an app for the desktop. It's, like I said, it's free, so no money laid out. You make an account, you go to our website, and you click a link, and it literally brings you into what would otherwise be a chat room. Um, And throughout our Discord, there are multiple quote-unquote, chat rooms, also known as channels, and each channel has its own topic or theme where you would go and you would talk about that. So we have a channel for 2v2, we have a channel for tournaments, we have a channel for clan recruiting, we have a channel for just ladder decks, we have a channel for challenge decks, um, things like that. We also have a couple of bots in our server that perform specific functions. So we have a bot from Stats Royale, and we also have a bot from the Deck Shop. So both bots give you stats on your current player profile, your clan. You can check when your war day starts, your collection day starts. Like there's a ton of stuff that you can get just from this little bot. And it's a ton of fun. Everybody uses it. So uh, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, that's right, man. But the coolest thing about the whole thing is that anyone in Discord in the application can message us directly whenever they want. They can send us DMs, they can shoot us messages in the lounge, and you and I are in there all the time, and we talk to our community every single day, which is super, super awesome. 
Yeah. Um, and for those listeners that paid attention on the last episode, we featured uh, a member of ours, Patrick, right? Uh, he actually told me um, that he appreciates the fact that when we come in there, we don't just talk to ourselves. We spend like 30 minutes to an hour just go into different channels and try and reach out to other people and see if we could help answer questions and just offer advice and just play around and have a good time. Yeah, man, I, I think we've said this before, and I think that's what we'll always say, right? We do what we do because of the community that we have, and we're very fortunate to have a tremendous community of people that are, that are part of Cast Royale, and, um, and we do what we do every week and a half, every two weeks because of them. Uh, so again, if you want to join the discord, it is an application. It is free. Create an account, click the link in the show notes and join the conversation. Boom. Well said. Boom. Tonight we're sponsored by hunt a killer. Want to be inside your favorite crime show or podcast and solve the murder like a real detective hunt a killer lets you do just that. It's an interactive investigation delivered right to your doorstep each month. Hunt a Killer delivers clues, correspondence, and other physical items that you put into a serial killer's mind. Decode and investigate to unravel the case. It's like you're living in your favorite true crime series. That's right, Robin. We're members, and it really does put you right into the action. It's not like anything you've ever done. Trust us. It's been featured on BuzzFeed, Washington Post, the editors of Bustle are even writing a monthly article about their experience. And here's something else that's cool. Hunt a Killer has partnered with the Cold Case Foundation. So part of your monthly membership will go toward helping police departments catch real killers and close cold cases. That's right. So join us and tens of thousands of others by signing up for a Hunt a Killer membership at www.huntakiller.com. And if investigating isn't your thing, you probably know someone who would love this as a gift. To help support our show, they've offered a 10% discount on the first month for our listeners. But it's only available for a limited time. So go now to huntakiller.com and use the code CAST to get 10% off your first month. That's C-A-S-T, CAST. Huntakiller.com. Can you solve the case? Thanks a lot to Hunt a Killer for sponsoring our show. All right, man, let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. That's right, our buddy Sir Devin Lloyd Christmas comes to us with another awesome meta check. So, Joe, please tell us what's going on in the arena right before the Royal Recruits come out. Dudes, that's right. Our boy Lloyd Christmas hit us with the numbers again. Are you ready? I couldn't be more ready. Let's do it. So this time, Devin took us through some recent trends that have been hitting the meta. And he starts off with the Inferno Dragon. Ooh. Dude, the Inferno Dragon's use rate continues to rise and is currently sitting at a 27% use rate for the current period. By comparison, the other Inferno thing, and that would be a tower, is currently sitting at 2% use rate. Way, way down. That's so low. So low by comparison. And people may say that the Inferno Dragon gets way too much value for what it's worth. And I think that's obviously why you're seeing the increased use rates and obviously why you're seeing the decreased use rates in the Inferno Tower. Because for one less elixir, you get a flying troop that does both offense and defense. Right. It's kind of a no-brainer. Next up is the Valkyrie. Dude, the Valkyrie's use rate has skyrocketed over the last two months. To give you an idea, her usage over the last month, which is 23%, is more than she had been used for the entire first year of us doing a meta check. What? That's so cool. Her recent buff has been well received by the pros. The Dark Prince and the Prince have been moved way down, and you can tell that their nerfs have really hit them hard. In fact, they used to be used at about 30% of the time at the tippy top of the ladder, whereas now the Prince Bros sitting at a lonely little 6%. Ooh, that, that is Inferno Tower territory. It is, man, and you talk about having the rug pulled out from underneath you. Both of these epic cards take a lot of resources to use and level up, and they're now faded into obscurity, all from one standardized nerf. And that's a nonstop rug you're talking about over there. Well, not the <laughs> not the real one. With a real nonstop rug, please stand up. I don't even think most people know that you're nonstop rug. Nobody knows that. Only if you only if you go in the Discord and you see it next to my name. Okay, Rob is nonstop rug. 
and Joe is the boom man. So right. the rug that was pulled out from underneath of the Prince Burrows was definitely from me. Was definitely nonstop rug. <laughs> right. Nailed it. <laughs> Okay, so what does Sir Devin have to say about other stuff? So this week, Devin did something a little bit different. He wanted to look at something called card values. So what he did is he took tournament levels and he added up a card's DPS plus their health and divided it by their cost to get a value for that troop. And what that does is it gives him a weighted value for each troop. This sounds like something you would love to do well that's why i'm reading it this is fantastic i mean you'd be reading it anyway because I, I don't read this stuff you read it but you love math well that's right but listen this formula should be taken with a grain of salt because hp is so much higher than dps it's obviously got a lot more weight to the factor right but with that said we can see certain things being outliers and certain things being you know fallen you know into the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. so what we did was we took out spawner um, and very concentrated energies like Inferno type troops um, just because they have a lot kind of going on with them because you can have way too much damage per second. <laughs> right, yeah, fair. So with this calculation, 16 of the bottom troops on the list fire projectiles. What that means, right, is that, again, this focuses on HP and DPS. So what that means is that basically when Supercell gives a card an ability like they can fly, or they can shoot from far away. They're not melee, you know, they sprint and do these really cool things. They spawn troops, right? The takeaway is on the HP. They reduce the health of that card in order to make it not overpowered. That makes sense, right? Right. For instance, take the top three cards on the list. They would be, as you might suspect, the Golem, the Lava Hound, and the Giant. All of them have a ton of health, right? But the very simple troops, all they do is attack buildings. They walk pretty slowly or fly pretty slowly across the map, and, you know, there's very little to them. They're just beefy things that just have one purpose and then die. Yeah, their skill cap is pretty low. That's true. But now take this card, for example. The Rascals. The Rascals are the only troop in the top 12 of every card that have a projectile ability. Now that part stands out, so think about it. We said before that the bottom 16 cards out of all of them mm -hmm. are troops that have projectiles like the Musketeer, the Witch, the Wizard, right? But the Rascals are in the top 12. Now, what does that tell you about the Rascals? It tells you that the Rascals, one, are not only unique, but two, they are extremely valuable. They stand out in terms of support ranged troops with a built-in tank. Yeah, man. It's a combo card. It is a combo card. Now, that being said, it does make sense that Supercell made the Rascal Girls die to things like Log or Barbarian Barrel or Arrows. Right. As so much to not make them insanely overpowered. But they still stand out amongst the crowd, dude. Get that card to a tower and they're not distracted, that tower's gonna melt. And forget about getting it on a tower. You put that on your side of the map for defensive purposes, and they're doing work, dude. Yeah, man. So that's pretty much it, man. As always, we will include the meta check in the show notes because we can't talk about everything. But take a look. If you have any questions, let us know, and we will try to respond. Bada bada. Boom. All right, so we got some chests. Yeah, we do. It's been a while since we've opened some chests on the on the episode, dude. I know, and uh, this is gonna be a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been saving over the past four weeks. Yeah, I've even had to let some chests go because I need to continue playing the game that I need to play. Couldn't agree more. It's a sad day, but this will be a good day. Are you ready? Let's dive in, dude. What do you got? Am I going first? I don't know. How many chests do you have? Oh, I've got four chests, but I don't have a crown chest this time. I don't have a crown chest either. Nice. I got greedy. I got greedy too. I opened that one up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have four chests too. So can you go first? Mm, I don't like this. I know you don't like it, but I promise it'll be worth it. All right, I'll go first. So I will start off with my lowest level chest, which is a giant chest. That's your lowest that's my lowest. That's your lowest. All right. Well, we can only go up from here. That's right. Here we go. Ready. 
2,772 gold. Wow, so much. Starting this chest off right, 30 royal giants. <laughs> Started off really right, 65 bombers. We like the bomber. Nah, I don't know who, I don't know, I don't know where you're from, but I do not like the bomber. It's like blue bomber. Nah, I'm gonna go with an I don't like the bomber. Alright, well, I like blue bomber. 151 bats, that's pretty good. That's a win. And 62 musketeers. Nice. Not a bad chest, although I didn't get any epics out of it, but that's okay. Can't win them all, dude. That is okay. So I'm gonna open up my lowest first chest. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Giant chest. Nice! Yeah. So you saw me and matched me. I did do exactly that. You ready? I'm ready. All right, giant chest. 2,772 gold. You matched my gold, too. Mm-hmm. Aw, 22 Larrys. Rip, Larry, rip. We love you, brother. 102 barbarians. Kind of useless. I mean, I don't use them, like you said, useless, but 123 cannons. Kind of also useless. I was going to say, which one's more useless? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and last card, 61 three musketeers. Wow, that's good, dude. That's a pretty good. So I think both of our chests finished off on a good foot. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Started off on the wrong foot, though. Right. It's okay. Well, like we said, we could only go up from here, right? All right. Next chest is an epic chest. Ooh, I haven't seen one of those in a while. Got an epic chest. You ready? Ready. One bowler. Okay. Two expos. Two expos. Two expos. Which is good, because I'm trying to get this thing to level eight but i'm still like 134 away no big deal i was gonna say you're uh you're cheesing over there big time i'll show you cheesing yeah seven barbarian barrels i'm still undecided on how i feel about that card so i will not give you my opinion on that card that came out of the chest sorry it and the rage spell are the only two epics in the game that are currently still sitting at level one for me so <laughs> That is how I feel about the Barbarian Barrel fair. currently. That is, a, that is a fair, fair statement. And last but not least, the Hunter 10 of that bad boy. Wow. Not bad, dude. It's yeah. a pretty good, uh, pretty good chest, if I say so myself. Although I wish the 10 Hunters were 10 Expos, but eh. Like you said, can't win them all. Can't win them all. All right. My second chest is a magical chest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 1,408 gold. Are you kidding? Uh-oh. One bat. <laughs> One total bat? A single bat. That's terrible. That's a sick joke. They know I play Mortar Mauler. Right. Yeah, they're like, oh, you want some bats? Check it. Joe, it's getting, it's getting worse. What? 11 Royal GG. Hmm. Well, let's see if it gets better. Hmm? They like ones. I'm, I'm sensing a... A trend here. 11 giant snowballs. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that card either right now. This is this is turning in. I think this is a tragical chest, dude. This has all the sheer signs of a tragical chest. I'm not going to say you're wrong because you're not. Right. 38 royal recruits, baby. All right, so it just got a little bit better. A little bit better. All right. 18 giants. Not bad. Three freeze spells, which I guess that's all right. And six cannon carts. Cannon carts pretty good, dude. Cannon carts really good, especially in war. I agree with that. All right, so that I think that was not quite a tragical chest. No. All right, next up, I have my own magical chest. Ooh. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. 1,408 gold. Such a good feeling. Two. Count them two. Ice spirits. <laughs> Counted. 11 cannons. 21 Larrys. Aw. 27 fire spirits. Nice. Nine musketeers. That's pretty good. Okay. Yes! Nine fireballs. <laughs> Dude, Dude, nice! It, it doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but when you're trying to get to a thousand of them, that just saved me two requests. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. And last but not least, nine 
giant skeletons. All right. Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty decent magical chest. All right. Well, I see your magical chest and I match you another magical chest. Wow. Yeah. Do it. 1,408 gold. What? Like what? What is happening? Three goblin huts. Wow. Could have been worse. Not my favorite card, though. Uh, 24 zaps. Not bad. Yeah. Just another thing for me to give away in donations. Uh, five heal spells. See, that's pretty bad. It is pretty bad until you realize that it pairs really well with the royal recruits. That's a good point. You're welcome. Maybe I changed our opinion on the show. Maybe. You might have, but I won't go there quite yet. <laughs> okay, we're, we're not at that level yet, I guess. Okay, we're going to take it slow. Buy me dinner first. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 37 spear goblins. Eh, okay. Not bad. Nine tombstones. Eh. Useless unless I play a lava hound. Nine skeleton armies. I like the skeleton armies. I think it's underused. I agree with you. It's a great way to take down any tank. I agree with you because when you when I see that thing in um in a clan war battle, I get angry because I don't have all the spells that I would normally have, and it's pretty impactful. No, I, I agree with you. I feel that same frustration too. Boom. Mm-hmm. <gasps> no. Yes. Spinning, 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 spinning. The royal ghost! It's amazing. <laughs> so the heal spell, it was all just a buildup. They were just creating a little facade here. And then they, they knew, boom. they knew, man. They were blowing smoke. And now I see the fire. I like it, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now I have one out of four to get to level three. Nice. Not too shabby, baby. <laughs> Not too shabby, baby. That's my line. All right. I've got one more chest and it just so happens to be a super magical chest. Get out of town. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. 7,128 gold. Woof. 607 <laughs> fire spirits. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I'm not laughing at the card. I'm laughing at that number. Holy moly. 16. It's a little bit less. Ice golems, which is good for okay. the expo deck. All right. Pretty good. 95 Furnaces, which is good with the Fire Spirits buff, dude. Totally agree. 21 Three Musketeers. 26 Heal Spells. These dang Heal Spells. Don't be upset, though. <gasps> Get out of here. Spinning, 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 spinning. The Royal Ghost! Did you get the Royal Ghost too? After those stupid heal spells? Yeah, you you were there. So wait, they it's gotta be an algorithm or something, dude. They give you heals, guys. If you get heal spells in any sort of a magical or super magical chest, you know what's coming. This is the boom man conspiracy theory. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what this is. Oh, I, first man. of all, I can't believe we just opened up the same legendary on the show. Yes, I don't think that's ever happened before. I am currently- That has never happened before. No, and, and I am now uh, three of four, so I'm one away from getting that bad boy to level three. Wow, that is awesome, dude. Wow, I can't believe that that just happened. But I still have one more card. You do have a bonus card. Wow, that's awesome. I do. I do have a bonus card. 26 Dark Princes. Ooh, nice. That is pretty good. The recruits have finished their training and they have moved on to Dark Princes. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love the theme of this episode. It's incredible. <laughs> Dude, that was a pretty good chest opening. I thought it was pretty bad. I mean, we had like eight pretty good chests. Um, but you have one more, right? Yeah, don't forget. I do have one more, and we were starting from lowest to highest, so with that said, Joe, I see your super magical chest, and I raise you oh, come on. a legendary chest. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on your rotation. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people need to get on my rotation. I don't know what's going on. But we haven't done chest openings for a long time, so I've been saving for quite a while. I figured this was going to be special, and little did I know that we were going to open two legendaries before this. So, without further ado, 
Let's hit the drums. Spinning, 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 spinning. Sparky! I'm gonna give that one a solid move. You cannot give Sparky a move. I just did, and I am not taking it back. <laughs> you can't. I can get her to level three now. But will you get her to level three? No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I told you, that's probably why not. I moved it, dude. I don't disagree with your feeling for it. I'm just saying in terms of opening a legendary, the chances, right? I mean, well, there's a legendary chest, so I shouldn't even be talking, but... You should just be excited for me. I'm very excited for you, but here's what I will tell you. There is no way I can cheer for a Sparky, especially when our moderator in Discord, Super Nun, would never let me live it down. So I'm moving it, and that's where I'm drawing the line. But I'm happy for you. Yeah, you sound ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't even know why I have you as a little brother if you're not going to pep me up every once in a while, man. That's what I'm supposed to do, Dom. I'm supposed to keep you grounded. I'm not supposed to elevate you. Yeah, but you're not supposed to crush me under the ground. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that was an awesome chest opening, despite your negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but boom. <laughs> boom. Tonight, we are sponsored by Hymns. Hey, Rob, you're getting up there in, in age, aren't you? You're like 32 or 31 or something, right? 31, but yeah. Well, did you know that 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? I did not know that. And if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that while we're playing Clash Royale, there are plenty of times when we just want to pull our hair out. So why would you want to be someone with bald spots on your head? Dude, you're getting to the age where that's about to happen. We need to be part of the 34% of men that keep their hair. Fortunately for you, I've got the solution. Hims, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and wellness for men. If you're experiencing any hair loss, Hims connects you with real doctors that have medical-grade solutions, as well as well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions that will help you keep your hair by just going to 4 And what's even better is that now our listeners get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. So be sure to go to 4 slash CR. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash CR to get your trial for just $5 today. Thanks a lot to Hims for sponsoring our show. All right, let's move on to our Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And this deck is called Royal Recruitment because we're signing up for the Royal Army. And it's a 4.5 average elixir cost deck that contains, you guessed it, the Royal Recruits, the Three Musketeers, Elixir Collector, Miner, The Log, Zap, Bandit, and the Minion Horde. So Joe, teach me how to become a Dark Prince. All right, man, so this deck is actually really powerful but extremely difficult to use at the same time okay it's a fair warning i appreciate that it is as you mentioned a 4.5 average elixir cost deck it does include the pump but it is a very heavy deck even for an elixir pump deck and if you would compare it to certain golem beatdown style decks those have pumps in them and they are usually somewhere between 4.1 to 4.3 average elixir. So this is between 0.4 and 0.2 above that, which doesn't seem like a lot, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, is almost half of your elixir bar. The goal with this deck is simple. Defend with very minimal elixir. And what cards you use to defend are very simple. The bandit, the bandit, and probably the bandit. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know where you were going with that, and now I fully understand. Full circle, thanks. It's the cheapest cost troop that you have at three cost right? that can serve some sort of defensive capability. The goal with the deck is to get the pump down. So once you get the pump down and you're generating elixir, you need to defend with very little cost. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's important, as I mentioned before, is because this deck is so heavy. You need to conserve resources in order to have your main push. Once you get the pump down, you have the ability to use the Royal Recruits on defense. Like we said earlier, you can either split them up on the lanes three and three, 
or if your opponent throws something down, you can split them so that they're four and two. This is going to create a pretty tough defensive line for your opponent to get through. But at the same time, it'll also create a counter push on two lanes that your opponent will have to deal with. Also, as we mentioned before, the Three Musketeers loves this kind of deck. A split push extravaganza is exactly <laughs> what the Three Musketeers want to do, right? Like, yes. very rarely will you put Three Musketeers in the same lane. Well, yeah, they're too susceptible to Fireball and Rocket. Or Poison or... And Lightning. Any, right, any kind of spell, exactly. So, the key with this deck is to split push. So, once you get the pump down, if you can effectively defend with the Royal Recruits, the cool thing about them is that they're pretty slow. So you'll have enough time generating Elixir to also throw down three Musketeers that split across the map. Right. That's a good point. Now, what's great about this deck is that, like I mentioned before, it has the pump. And the pump is susceptible to the miner, for which you're going to want to use your bandit to counter it. But it's also susceptible to things like the fireball, or the rocket, or the poison. Most of the time, if your opponent has one of these cards in hand, they're probably going to use it on your pump because they can't allow you to generate plus two elixir every time you use the pump. This gives you free reign after your opponent does that because you can use the three musketeers, you can use the royal recruits, and the kicker of all things is the minion horde. If you can time this five-cost flying annoying troop the right way, your opponent is going to be left dealing with Tanks that have shields with musketeer or musketeers behind them and multiple flying minions that are coming their way. And if you do it right, you can split them up all on both lanes or you can target the minion horde on one lane depending on how your opponent's troop situation is. Right, and then at that point your opponent is dealing with two full-size essentially split pushes. Right, now again, this deck is very heavy. So very rarely are you going to be able to have this push very often. Other pushes that work are just the bandit, right? Throw the three-cost bandit out and see what he defends with. Um, you can also use the miner to take out your opponent's pumps, snipe their um, support troops, like the musketeer or wizard, etc. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can bait out a spell with any of your other cards and use the minor minion horde as a combo. Not recommended unless you know your opponent has played their counter to the minion horde already. But it is very impactful if you can time it the right way. So dude, this deck is very complicated. I will tell you when you first start playing it, it's going to feel very heavy. You're not going to figure out the true placement. It's going to feel like you never have enough resources to do anything. The key is to slow the game down. Don't play things at the bridge and hope to win because you'll lose. Mm -hmm. You have to start the three musketeers in the back. You have to start the royal recruits in the back behind the king tower. Let them start their push. Let them walk up slowly and let your pump develop resources so that you can develop your push the right way. I saw this deck used in a Clash with Ash tournament that he hosted to allow people the opportunity to test decks, right, with the new card. Mm -hmm. This deck was in five of the top 10 decks that were in that tournament. And in fact, it was also in three of the top five. So this deck is very good. Don't get me wrong, it's got its counters. But all in all, it is extremely powerful. Yeah, this sounds like, uh, this sounds like a lot to deal with as an opponent. It is a lot to deal with. But again, like I said, if you play this deck as like a bridge spam deck, you're going to get wrecked. Right. You got to play it slow. You got to play steady. You got to build your troops, gain the elixir resources then go. If you play it too quick, you will get destroyed because you won't have enough elixir to do anything and you'll, fe you'll feel it. Trust me, I made the mistake plenty of times. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's a really good tip because my style is typically to play quicker than I probably should. Uh, and I am always trying to work to slow myself down. So just knowing that you are recommending that for this particular deck is a good thing to know. Boom. Boom. Nice job, man. Thanks, dude. So we also got a patron. Yeah, we did. Eric A. Boom. Eric, thank you so much for donating your hard-earned money to support what Rob and I do. We truly appreciate it, and words can't describe how much we thank you for supporting what we do so that we can continue to deliver fresh, new, and fun content to our community. Bada bada. Boom. That's it, man, though. I got, I got literally nothing else. I'm all talked out. <laughs> 
You all podcast it out? I'm all podcast it out, man. It feels good, though, to know that we actually finished the recording. Hopefully everything sounded good. Right. Well, you know, when you're using a different mic and you've got tech issues, I think someone very wise once said that technology is a blessing, but also a curse. I said that. Yeah, it wasn't that wise then. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> got him. Yeah, you got him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you so... got him, Joe. <laughs> Way to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stop making me laugh. I'm trying to close out the show. Uh, so if you would like to join our Discord, we already gave you instructions. Check the show notes out. Go to castroyalepodcast.com slash Discord and join in on the conversation. That's right. And if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Or maybe you're into snail mail. Send the email to feedback at castroyalepodcast.com. And as always, feel free to leave us an iTunes review. It is the number one way that you can help us reach more people. Boom. Boom. And special thanks to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there or check out other new podcasts. And last but not least, a huge shout out to Hunt a Killer and Hymns for sponsoring our show tonight. Joe, I literally have nothing else. We need to go start our weekend because we've taken way too long to record this episode. I love you. We will talk to everybody next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.